0: Like evangelist Josh Herring to the pulpit, he needs no uh, introduction to Christian Life Church. If this is your first time here and first time hearing him, Uh, I don't know whether to say buckle your seatbelt or unbuckle your seatbelt. He is a man that is greatly used of the Lord. We are honored to have him here with us today, this morning, and tonight. And I believe God is going to use him today in a great, great way. I'm just going to step aside CLC, make him welcome, Evangelist Josh Herring. We love and appreciate you, sir. Praise the Lord, everybody. Deuteronomy chapter 11 and 1 Timothy chapter 1. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 26 through 29, and 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 through 20. I love your pastor very, very much, and I love his family, and I love this church, and I hope you love your pastor and his family also. A month ago, the Lord told me I was about to come here and that the ground would be uneasy. I'm so glad that the Lord has His way and things like that. And I, I want to say that I stand with your pastor. I love him very much. He's a man of God. And if you're against him, you're not going to like what I'm about to preach. It's nothing to do with him. It's just I. I can feel the atmosphere. I can feel two groups in here. Deuteronomy 11, verses 26 through 29. I have no notes. I have a text, and I have a title, and that's it. Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse, a blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day. And a curse if ye will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside out of the way which I command you this day to go after other gods which ye have not known. It shall come to pass when the Lord thy God hath brought thee into the land, whither thou goest to possess it, that thou shalt put the blessing upon Mount Gerizim and the curse upon Mount Ebal. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 18 through verse number 20 This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went on before thee, that thou might that thou by them mightest war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck, of whom is Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. I want to preach to you this morning, choose your prophecy. Choose your prophecy. Thank you, Jesus, for your anointing. I take authority over every spirit in this place in the name of the Lord Jesus. I bind any rebellious spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. I thank you for people that are in one mind, in one accord, in one revival. And I come against any spirit that's not of God in this place, in this city, in this county. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, have your way. Draw a line in the sand right now. In Jesus' name. Would you clap your hands to the Lord one more time? Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. A lot of people live just to hear a word from God. They come to church to get a word. They talk to their friends about, I need a word from the Lord. Need direction, need an answer, need something to happen, and I need a word from God. Words from God are not always pleasant to hear. I know a lot of people like to act like they're prophets and bless everybody everywhere. But really, if you're called by God and you hear the voice of God, God will tell you some things that are pleasant and some things that are not so pleasant that you have to address and you have to speak to and you have to deal with. And when you hear a word from God, it can change your life forever. It can bless your life. It can enhance your life. It can connect you to a great destiny, to something powerful. Or it can stop everything in your life. It can remove influences. It can remove uh, things that you have going for you. It can, it can almost, if you say, so will, curse everything that you're doing. Moses said, I set before you a blessing and a curse. And you're going to choose which one you want by how you obey the commandments. If you disobey the word of God, you will say willingly, I have chosen the curse of God to come upon my life. If you obey the word of God, you have chosen willingly to receive the blessing of the Lord. Let me just start off by saying this. If you are around prophetic ministry, which you are, and you're around a man of God who God uses powerfully, and you're not getting a word from God and you're not getting an answer and you're not getting fed, it's nothing to do with the man of God. The Shunammite woman was barren and she wanted a baby and she had this prophet named Elisha kept coming to her house and he would come by, eat dinner and then he would leave because there was no room for him to stay in the house. He kept coming to her house and she kept remaining barren. The problem was not with the prophet. The problem was that she was not treating the prophet right. And if she learned something about how to treat the prophet, she would receive something from the prophet. You cannot get words from God of encouragement from men of God if you do not treat them correctly. God will, I know it's quiet in here, God will not let a blessing come to you when you're in defiance to the man of God he sends. Some people need to make room for their miracle this morning and say, no matter what I've got to do to clear space for what God wants me to have, I'm going to do it so I can receive a promise from the Lord for my family, for my marriage, for my job, for my situation. I need a word from God. And so she said, the problem is, He's coming here and we're not, there's nowhere for him to stay. So let's build him a room. She tells her husband, let's build him a room on the house. And if they add on the house and they build a room, she had no idea she was building a nursery she had no idea she was building a room for a baby that was coming to her but when she made room for the promise for the prophecy she made room for a blessing to come to her that was never there before and then he came into the house came into the room and spoke to her about this season according to the time of life you're going to have a son and nine months later she births a baby and it was all because she chose a prophecy that was blessing to her listen to me if you want god to bless you you can't say well I want God to bless me. You've got to pursue a pathway of the channel where the blessing of God flows. You can't sit back and watch everybody and say well God bless me. You've got to reach for the blessings of God. You've got to pursue that kind of prophecy. You've got to start declaring God's going to bless me. God's going to come through and I will live for God faithfully. I will be holy. I will be righteous. I will be submitted. I will be faithful to God. That is how you get the blessing in your life. You can choose the other, too. You know, David prophesied... And when he brought the ark of the covenant back, he he was a walking prophecy. As he took all the flesh and the bread, and, and he said, "Everybody, take this party home." Every remember every six steps, he stopped and sacrificed oxen and danced before the Lord with all of his might, and a, a worship service exploded. And David said, "Take the party home with you." He was prophesying, and the fact the Bible said he went to sanctify his house, so he's prophesying a miracle's coming to my house. We're going to be blessed by God, and he comes home and he's got a he's got someone else in the house that um, she's not exactly a worshiper. There's a group in here that are not worshipers. You don't worship no matter what breakthrough song is (laughs) going to happen. I know you're here. Anyway, it's really quiet. When people like that enter an atmosphere where there's worship going on, Michael his wife had a choice she could agree with David's promise and prophecy that our house is going to be blessed or she could say I don't agree with all that worship and that crazy dancing that you're doing you don't need to do that and that's exactly what she did she had no idea she was choosing a prophecy in her life that day she had no idea that by her non-worship she was declaring curse me God Oh, it's going to be quiet, but I'm going to dig it out. Listen, and the guest, I'm not talking to you right now, but if you have the Holy Ghost and you go to this church, you cannot tell me that you have a legitimate right to not worship God and praise Him when His presence is in the room. Don't tell me that. That's the spirit of Michael that says, I do not have to engage. I can mock people. I can criticize people. I can critique worshipers. You can do that, but you've just chosen a prophecy on your own head. A prophecy where you will be barren spiritually. That's what happened to Michael when she mocked the worship. God said, you're done having chosen. Children and the kids you do have will be killed later that's exactly what happened God killed her kids later on gave them over to the enemy why because God does not condone a non-worshipping spirit in an atmosphere that knows worship is what the Lord wants David said let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord I feel like I need to revive someone apparently you've lost your fire since the awakening you need to wake up right now and become a worshipper like God made you to be God called you out of darkness God gave you the Holy Ghost, has saved your family, touched your mind, released healing in your body. He is worthy, whether you want to get mad at me or not. He is worthy to be praised. Turn to your neighbor and say, choose your prophecy. You want a blessing from God or a curse from God? You want God to bless your ways and order your steps or do you want God to remove his hand and covering from you? God doesn 't have to curse anybody he if He just removed his hand from off your life. you would know immediately, I would know immediately if I was out of the will of God, if his hand was removed from me, because everything that wants to attack you is being blocked by his hand. But if he removes his hand, or you say, I don't want to be under the covering of your hand, you've chosen a prophecy over your life. Paul looked at Timothy and said, you need to war for the prophecies that were put before you. In other words, people were saying stuff about Timothy, and his, his mother and his grandmother prophesied over him, and people laid hands on Timothy, and he had a great anointing, and Paul said, even though all this was prophesied to you. You've got to fight for what's been prophesied. You can't sit there and say, well, I'm going to do great things for God because the so-and-so told me so. It will never happen if you do not pursue your prophecy. And he said there were others that had the same prophecy, but they've remained shipwrecked. They've started blaspheming. They started getting an attitude. They started losing their faith, and I handed them over to Satan. In other words, they chose a curse. When they stop having faith, when you listen to me, when you stop having faith in what God has promised you is going to happen, you're on dangerous grounds of being traded over to the other side it is not my job to criticize God's timing of when it's going to, well if God was going to do it, it's been seven years, why hasn't he come through, I have a right to drop this prophecy, oh do you, you better be careful because you're playing God right now you're saying my timing is more important than God's and God's going to do it in my way in my channel, in my time or else it's not true, that's the very dangerous thing to say when God decides to do it in God's timing, he will get all the glory and all the praise, it's not my job to make it happen today, it's my job to hold on to the prophecy until it comes to pass no matter what you say about it no matter what my wife says about it what my kids say about it what the enemy says about it if I can hold on to a prophecy from God that promise will come to pass is there anybody holding a promise right now over a loved one over a situation hold on to that prophecy hold on with faith and the blessing of God shall overtake There was a great well i'm not gonna say great there was a preacher pastor the church for years and then he retired and handed the church off to a guy that i know and he's very the guy that i know is very powerful has done several 40-day fasts and walks with god prays every day hours and hours every day and my my friend called me about a year ago and he said i got trouble I said, what what do you have? He said, well, the former pastor has come back. And it's not that he's come back. He's come back, and he's turning the whole church against me. He's talking to people behind my back and stirring things up and criticizing my preaching and attacking me over here. What do I do? You know, the flesh in me is like, man, call him out. But the Holy Ghost said, tell him to do nothing and not get bloody, for the man is choosing a pathway. So I told him that, and I said, and furthermore, God's going to give this man a space of time to repent, and if he repents, he will be blessed, and if he does not, he will die, But before he dies, his body will eat away at itself. That was a year ago. Right before I came up here, I got the call from that pastor. He said, well, he didn't stop. He contacted diabetes two months ago. They amputated his legs two weeks ago. And he died this morning. You know, there's one thing that's happening right now across the world. Whether you believe it or not, I know I can tell you because I'm going everywhere and seeing it. The judgment of God is starting to rain down. God has stopped winking at people who come against the pastor so ruthlessly and so willingly and so fearlessly yes they do and you know what's happening is god is removing these people in quick manner here's why when you choose a blessing from god you choose to be submitted and holy and righteous and humble that's why god's blessing you you're pursuing him but when you choose a curse it's because you have opened yourself up to Satan and defied either God's law, God's statutes, or God's man. It's going to be very quiet in here. I don't, I don't care. Listen to me. If you want to be blessed by God, I strongly suggest to you a spirit of submission baptizes you and consumes you. If you want to be cursed by God, keep talking i got about seven of you with me right now, and a lot of you are patty caking me. But I'm going to tell you the truth. Whether you believe it or not, God is about to do some crazy things. He's already doing things. I can show you some wild miracles going on, and not all of them are powerfully amazing and make us jump and shout over miracles. Some things are happening in the form of judgment, and it's all doing. It's all connected to men of God being attacked by people in their church or around their church that think they can curse and be found guiltless and shameless and God not do a thing it's almost as if they don't think God exists they have no fear of God if they had a fear of God they wouldn't say the things they're saying keep going Pharaoh Moses told them ten times I'll give you a choice let us go or this is coming and Pharaoh defied the preacher over and over and over. And finally Moses came in the 10th time and said, listen to me, you need to stop what you're doing or it's over. And Pharaoh said, you're not going anywhere. And God killed this kid that night. Because listen, there comes a time when God says, you have played enough games. You have winked enough times at sin. You have come through stuff and let things happen and tolerated and gossiped and complained and murmured and started lies and things that are not true. And I know I'm not preaching to everyone, but if you are with me, you should act like you're with me. If you're not with me then keep doing that. I'll come find you. There's a spirit in this church that's against the man of God. It's against his family. It wants to stop revival in this city. But it's coming down in the name of the Lord Jesus. You hear me? God has sent me to tell you choose this day whom ye will serve. Are you going to choose the things of God? Are you going to choose the things of your flesh? Are you going to choose consecration? Or are you going to choose Carnality. Are you going to choose to worship God or complain about everybody in church? I draw the line in the sand right now. Six people. Six. Six people. At the end of the day six people some are in here some are not if you if they've repented if you've repented for what you've been saying you will have mercy and grace and forgiveness and protection and even blessing but if not the judgment will not come tonight but when it comes it will be swift it will be strong and there's no way you'll be able to say anything about it. Because it will be the hand of God that chooses what you have chosen to go toward. The curse, you cannot choose what it is. The blessing, you cannot choose what it is. Hear me. And Moses told the people, the blessing when you enter the new land is on Mount Gerizim. And the word Gerizim means to cut off. He said, the blessing is in the removal of people. You had no idea what you were saying this morning when you told me God was removing people and he didn't know what to do. You were praying for them. I told you in the Holy Ghost I heard from God. I looked up the word Mount Gerizim in the office to see what it meant. It said the cutting away of people. God said that's what I call a blessing. When my people are about to enter a promised land, I start removing people that are not with you. Get quiet on me. That's what I call a blessing, he said. You don't believe me? Ask Gideon. God, we're going to take on the enemy. There's 100,000 of them. God said, You got too many. I'm about to give you a great victory, but not everybody's who you think they are. Give them a test and see how many. So he says, Okay, but 32,000 people, God. God said, Ask him who wants to go home. 22,000 weren't really with the preacher. Some people will be with you as long as you're struggling, but the second you step into revival, whoever stole the stuff from your new church chose a curse. Mm-hmm. You, I hope you're believing me and you're with me then. And if if you're in here and you stole it, I would leave. But you don't go after something God is doing and put your hands on it to stop it, Balaam, and see if that works out. It will not work out. It will not work out. Balak told Balaam, curse those people. They're coming to the promised land. And Balaam said, they have been blessed, and I cannot reverse it. I want to curse them, but it won't work. The only thing I can do to make it is I can make them curse themselves. I can let things come in their life to where they stop listening to their preacher, stop listening to their their prophet Moses and they start going after women of of different things and pursuing this and if I can get that in the people they'll curse themselves. But I can't stop them right now as long as they're submitted to their leader. They're on their way. Nothing can stop them. Anyone that tries to stop this church from the revival God has you will see a clear sign of judgment marked upon their head that you will not want to be ten feet near them. Because when God decides it's over no matter what you like about that person it is over hear me 22,000 went home and god said you've got 10,000 you've still got too many give them a test and see who's really with you give them a water test and 9,700 out of 10,000 failed the test and only 300 people you broke 300 last year, the service. 300 people went with Gideon. But when they started breaking those pitchers and shining those torches, 100,000 Midianites thought they were fighting something bigger than what they were fighting and they turned on themselves and killed themselves and 100,000 Midianites died because 300 people stood behind their leader and because they submitted, they chose the blessing of God and it ended the drought. It ended with the, every time they had a harvest, the devil was coming in and stealing it. The Midianites were coming in and stealing everything that God was doing. That's what the enemy does. He steals your breakthrough. He steals your anointing. He steals the people that are getting the Holy Ghost. He steals. He steals. He steals. But there comes time if you stay submitted where the blessing of the prophecy that you heard in your life in the past comes to reality and the blessing overrides what's being taken from you the enemy has come to steal kill and destroy but you hear me a sign that revival is coming is when the enemy is stealing things You didn't hear me. (laughs) When they start to steal resources, they are more concerned about you than you should be about them. Apparently hell, without I don't know if you even realize this, hell has told this church, we know you're coming. We know we can't stop you. We just want to try to delay you because we know once you get there, we can't keep you. Or the people from having what God has promised them stand to your feet and hear me right now in the name of the Lord Jesus hell is delaying you the inevitable they are delaying what God has already said is going to come to pass they are trying to frustrate you and worry you and burden you and burn you out and stress you out but you hear the word of the Lord the revival will be in that building that you have worked so hard on no matter what they try to do the harvest will be reaped there and the enemy that came against you to eat of your flesh shall stumble and fall and no matter what they try they will have no idea they are choosing the curse of God for the blessing of the Lord is upon your pastor and upon these people and the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow therewith somebody get a praising spirit and a worshiping spirit and even though you're going through hell tell the devil i choose to be blessed i choose my promise i will be anointed i will be used of god i will be greatly impacting the kingdom i will be blessed my family will be blessed we will be saved i choose a prophecy that involves my submission." I feel like God's talking to some canes right now outside this building. God's marking some people right now. You've been marked. You've been marked. You hit Abel one too many times. You've been marked. You've been marked. Hear me. The blessing of the Lord is coming to this church. The blessing of the Lord is coming to your family. If you're mad at me right now. You need to pray. Because I don't know anybody's problems in here. But I do know when God tells me to preach one little phrase. Choose your prophecy. You decide what happens. You're going to decide. Am I going to be blessed with the favor of God? Or am I going to be cursed by my rebellion? And by my attitude? And by my mouth? And by my unforgiveness? And by my grudge holding? And by my bitterness? And by my jealousy? And by my pride? And by my greed and by my lust or am I going to be blessed because of humility and submission and holiness and faithfulness and righteousness and charity giving my time to the church someone in here needs to hear me your blessing is as close to you as you becoming involved in working on the new building some of you are close to being blessed by God in your house but you won't get involved helping the church as soon as you choose to be blessed by helping the church the blessing is going to come to your house I choose to be blessed I choose to be blessed I choose to war for my prophecy. I choose to fight for my promise. I choose to fight for that building. I curse every spirit of hell coming and going from that place. Reminding people. Tormenting people. Trying to stop this church from in revival. I curse it by the blood of Jesus. In fact, let the blood of Jesus flow through the streets of Frankfurt right now like never before. Let every person's heart and heart become soft by the spirit of God, let backsliders get a check in their spirit right now as I am preaching at this very second let a backslider feel a check in his spirit and pray through in his house right now in her car right now let somebody on a cursing rampage hear the voice of God you're choosing death over life for life and death are in the power of your tongue Somebody speak life to your pastor. Speak life to this church. Speak life to the building. Speak life to the finances. Speak life to your ministry. Speak life to your marriage. Speak life to your children. oh come on choose the blessings of the lord the steps of a good man are ordered by the lord and he delighteth in his ways we know that all things work together for good them who love the Lord are called according to His purpose. You want the blessing of God? Stand for God. Stand for your church. Stand for unity. I curse every spirit of division in this place in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every pocket of cliques and groups. Every pocket of gossipers. I break it up right now. Break up every relationship that's undoing the work of God. Break up every relationship that's involved in drama and gossip and murmuring and complaining sever it right now cut it off in the name of Jesus so the blessing can flow to the people Don't be like that man last year that cursed his pastor and ripped the Bible up right in front of him and said, my kids will never come back here. And two hours later fell over dead for no apparent cause. Let me tell you, God is not playing anymore. Time is coming short. Your time is coming short. Jesus is coming soon. You want to hear something that gets your attention? Our UN ambassador, Brother Art Wilson, before I preached Thursday night in Detroit, took the microphone. Works at the UN. You want to, get something? You want to hear something that will scare you? 1994, a man at the UN proposed a deal to where the UN would not become a group of countries that suggested things that basically could take order. He suggested a one-world currency system, a one-world global government. 1994. This, was hap- this happened last week. Ready? Every single nation has the banks in place connected to each other for a one world government except for three countries in the world right now. Those three countries that are standing against the one world government are North Korea, Iran, and Cuba. Once those countries fall, this is what he said, the system is in place for a one world government Because every single nation has already agreed, including where you live. And you will not be able to buy, and you'll not be able to sell. The mark of the beast is coming. Jesus is coming. It is not a time to sit back with an attitude of carelessness because you're ignorant spiritually about what's happening in the, he- in the heavens and the earth and defy your pastor and defy revival and defy this church. It is time to be a, a submitted saint of God with everything you have. Give it to the kingdom of God. Give everything because let me tell you, you do not know, as for the Stone King said two nights ago or last night, you do not know whether it's t- everything is going to take place this week or not. But he said the stage is set. The players are in place for jesus christ to come back you do not want to leave a sunday morning with a bad spirit and then come back on sunday night you do not want to leave here this is happening in the world right now the blessing of the lord will be on the people of god the curse of the lord it would do all of us a bit of good to get a hold of god right now with a broken spirit and a broken heart and say, God, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. I may not be doing anything wrong in my mind. I might be doing everything right, but you know the ways of my heart. You search the heart. You look for iniquities down deep. Search the deep crevices of my spirit. See if there be any wicked way in me. God, if there's anything that would keep me from going to heaven, you talk about cursed. The The worst curse is an eternal curse. Somebody find a place to pray right now. Are you with your pastor? Are you with this church? Are you submitted? Do you have a good spirit? Are you worshiping or are you gossiping? Are you full of faith? Are you full of doubt? Are you are you believing in your brother? Or are you critiquing your brother? Are you analyzing every sermon, every service? Are you waiting for the pastor to fall? Behold, I sit before you a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you want to read about it, read Deuteronomy 28. He said the blessing is going to overtake you. He said he'll make you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You'll be blessed going out, blessed coming in. Your, your harvest will be blessed. Everything you have will be blessed but the curse. You didn't want to read what the curse does. It destroys everything that you have. I want to be blessed by God in the last days.